Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the USMLE Guys podcast. Today, we're diving into a short clip from one of our recent USMLE Coaches Corner Live episodes on YouTube. This is a quick tip that you can take and immediately use to boost your USMLE Step 1 and or Step 2 CK exam performance and results. If you find this tip to be useful and you want to ace your USMLE exams with certainty in less time and with ease, visit us at usmleguys.com to learn how we can help you make it happen. Now let's dive into today's episode. What's a good framework for effective step one prep? So this is an interesting question. No one's ever really asked me about a framework. So, you know, when you think framework, what do you think of? You think of sort of, I, I think of in my head, I look at a, a structure, sort of like a building, mm -hmm. right? What are the main components that prop up everything, to keep everything in check, in line, working and functioning properly? So when it comes to a framework, A, we need the right tools, and then B, we need the um, right strategy. So my framework when i'm working with students it's it's in you guys are not going to be surprised by this it's question banks you world amboss it's first aid as a review book mm -hmm. it is something you can tap into when you need to uh, dive deeper into <clears throat> certain weaknesses you might have and then you have the strategy right and the strategy is basically taking those tools and putting them to use in a way that addresses the things you need to address. Now, you know, I spoke to a few students recently who have failed their step one. <coughs> and when they tell us, and I'm sure you can relate to this doc, when they tell me, at least for the most part, I would say 90% of the students will say, I did the typical, right? I did as many questions yep. as I could. And then I fixed my weaknesses by reading the first aid. And you know, that's a framework but it's an ineffective framework because it doesn't really work because A, students just plow through questions with the goal of doing questions for the sake of doing them. And sure. B, students using first aid to improve their weaknesses doesn't make sense because it's just a review guide. And so yeah. when, when I said one of my frameworks is gonna be some sort of robust resource that we can tap into, I'm thinking BRS books, ideally textbooks from your basic sciences, your notes yep. from your classes, you know? And so the other day, I don't know if you saw this comment, someone commented on one of my YouTube shorts because I said, um, if you have weaknesses, you need to grab your textbooks and actually improve them with detailed information. You can't fix a weakness sure. with a skeleton outline of the topic. Otherwise you're just looking at the, the bullet points and that doesn't really do you any favors. And That's so the student wrote back and said, Textbooks are not for step one review. Textbooks are for basic sciences. So the first aid is for step one review. And then I, so I was like, all right, well, you know, I've, I've, we've only mentored thousands of students. What do we know? But most importantly, I said, okay, well, what do you use? What do you recommend if you have a weakness? And obviously I had no response and I'm not trying to pick fights with people, but you know, some people have this, this idea when we say you have to go and actually dive into a robust resource to fix your weaknesses, they have this idea that, you know, you're telling me to do things I don't have time for. But what's the alternative? The alternative is you don't improve and then you take NBMEs and you're still failing. And then you take your exam and just like <clears throat> so many of the students we talked to this week, you failed, right? There's a, a big influx of students over this past week who yes. previously failed because they weren't doing things properly. And 
I can tell you, one of the common denominators amongst all the students I spoke with this week and who ended up joining the program was they didn't know how to fix weaknesses, so they referred to the first aid and they assumed that would do the job. That and doing more questions. So that's my framework is have those tools and then have a strategy to actually implement those tools. Every single student is going to be different and that's important to understand because student A might have these particular needs, student B have these particular needs. Yes. That's why yes. we don't just throw <clears throat> students into a class and just teach. That's why we individually teach students through one-on-one -on -one coaching in addition to group activities because if you have different weaknesses or strengths from your peers, why would we give you the same approach? But the tools are going to be the same. The strategy is always going to be different. What do you think? I agree with you a thousand percent. I think a lot of students are just um, fixated on certain resources and they don't give enough. They don't give them enough. They don't give themselves enough time to put it all together. And they go, well, I only have a couple of weeks. I'm like, yeah, but you can't run a race if you don't, if you haven't worked on cardio, you want to build that condo, that house. We only have a few weeks. If you yeah. cut corners and you compromise quality for, for the time, then the house is going to come down, right? Yeah. Same thing. If you, if you work hard, that's one thing. But if you just try to get the shortcuts, first aid and, and you world and first aid and you world, there's a reason why people fail over and over and over yeah. again with those two tools. Others pass with those two tools, but they jump into BRS, other textbooks. They say, you know what? Hands down, my micro is weak. I can't learn it from first aid. I might have to go back a step and spend a few days reviewing textbooks. Mm -hmm. That's where you have to be honest with yourself. You can't say, I don't have time. Then maybe it's not meant for you to take the test or you're going to go and fail. And then there's a flag on your, on your application. Honestly, I mean, what else can you do? phenomenal metaphor with building a condo and cutting corners. Yeah. It's going to come break, I mean, come crashing down. And it's so true. Students who cut corners, especially the ones who create this false sense of security, right? By redoing the same question bank and seeing, seeing good results. It's, yeah. it's a house of cards. Absolutely. Um, ah. Really good metaphor. One last little um, story, because <clears throat> I think a lot of students can probably relate to this. So I want to share this with you guys. So I spoke with a, a student about two weeks ago and he had three failures on step one. And so you guys know now there's only four max attempts and, yeah. and you're done. And so, you know, I asked, what did you do? And what he did was exactly what we just talked about. You world and first aid, you world first aid and, and did that three times without any results. So I basically did what we do. I diagnosed his, his strategy and I said, this is what's going wrong. And this, and I gave him, I gave him like a detailed step-by-step -step plan of what we will do together to make sure he passes that exam. And, and he didn't sign up and I reached out via email just to see, you know, if he had any questions and he said, listen, what you guys want me to do is going to take too much time and I just don't have that kind of time. And the reason why I'm, I'm and that was the end of the, the conversation. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because you have to understand, guys, if you are in this position where you are risking your future, you have to take a step back, reevaluate and make sure that what you do the next time around is the best thing to do for your success. Because if you failed three times, if you failed once, if you haven't taken the exam, it doesn't matter. If you are taking your exam and you're not as prepared as possible to a point where you are well above and beyond where you need to be, you're going to risk failure. And whether that's your first, your second, third, or your fourth, you just can't risk that. So don't speed up. Like Dr. Stavros said, don't cut corners because the, the, the structure that you are building, which is your knowledge, your step one knowledge, 
it's going to come crumbling down and it's not going to take a lot to you know it's like the uh, three little pigs remember that one yeah the house yeah. of hay and wood and bricks <laughs> i mean you want to build a house of bricks not a house of hay and that's why when students don't prepare properly they take their exam they get these questions that they have no clue how to tackle even though the concepts are still the same it, it totally crumbles their knowledge and they're they're stuck guessing and it's yeah i mean we have many ck students on our coaching and we see this happen over and over again you know they they come to us maybe after they took step one they passed and we're ready for ck prep and i realize and we realize that their foundation is weak little things that they should have known from step one they didn't know and they're working twice as hard to now focus on management next next yep. step in management accurate diagnostic test most initial test versus ribosome you know ribosomal like retinoblastomal what chromosome is that you know little things that you just mm -hmm. need to know yeah and they have to do it from both angles and it really is frustrating for them and for us but we work <laughs> through it all step by step thanks for listening i hope you found that to be helpful if you want more, be sure to check out our other episodes right here on the USMLE Guys podcast. And if you're ready to dive in and simplify your USMLE prep process, don't forget to head over to usmleguys.com. I'll see you all on the next episode. Oh, 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 oh,